Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. As you can hear the sound of my voice, I am overflowing right now. I'm overflowing and I'm chomping at the bit to tell you who I have on the line with me. But first, I want to say thank you so much for tuning in to Good Morning Ladies with Candy Bryan. And I think for this series, Dr. Michael and Dr. Samantha, it's Good Morning Ladies and Gentlemen, <laughs> so to speak, <laughs> because we have husbands and wives on this series. So I want to introduce my guest to you. Would you both say good morning to all of our listeners? Good morning, ladies. This is Dr. Mike. Good morning. It's Dr. Samantha. I am so honored. First of all, I couldn't stop saying thank you when we first got on the call before we recorded, just because I know that you're so busy and you are you have a ministry and a family. And so I just, I just want to tell you thank you and from all of our listeners as well for taking out the time to speak with us today. Absolutely. It's our privilege. Absolutely. Good to be here. So I have known you all, you you both, for many years, and we lost touch, and I know that there's now distance. You guys are in California, and I'm here in Florida. But I think what's amazing is how God, you planted seeds in my life when I was, when I think I was in my 20s. You planted some seeds that took root, and they have produced a harvest. So here I am. <laughs> wow. Wow, Yay, wow. That's awesome. And a beautiful harvest it is today. <laughs> amen, amen. So it's so funny how time flies. You just snap your fingers and, and here I am at 40, you know, and I just think back and just to know the richness of the ministry and experience and everything that you have to share. Okay, I'm not going to give any of it away, but I do want to let all of the listeners know we are on our new series, which is the acronym SDMD, it stands for Single, Dating, Married, Divorce. It's our relationship series to close out the year. So I'm so excited about that. I'm excited to have you guys on board to, to kick us off, actually. Uh, thank you. Uh, what, a, what a title. What a great title. Uh, SDMD. <laughs> Come on. SDMD. Yeah, we, we gave some prizes away for anyone who could guess it. Of course, every, I put the pictures up and everyone could kind of guess the different scenarios when I, when I show pictures of people. But, you know, my heart is really that we're approaching the holidays. This is a time where family is big, and this is also a time where there can be strife and there can be stress. And so I really am looking forward to both of you ministering to the couples listening, ministering to the singles listening. Come on, right? They they can glean some wisdom. <laughs> so I first want to I want to start, and as we always do, I want to open up in prayer, and then I have a question to kick us off, and we're just going to flow with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father, I thank you for your goodness and for your mercy and for your grace. You are so gracious toward us, God. We invite your Holy Spirit on this podcast. This is yours, God. This is a platform for people to share their lives and their hearts, but truly it's a platform to give you glory. So I pray that hearts and minds would be open to receive and that there would be transformation. That's what we say every time, God, that there would be transformation, not just hearing the word, but then having the word in their heart and then true life change taking place. And I thank you for all our listeners and our guests today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to turn it over to you. We, we want to know the beginnings. Take us back. Take us way back and tell us how you both met, and then we can jump into all the other good stuff. Well, it was a bright, sunny day, and uh, <laughs> it was a wonderful afternoon. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we met uh, basically back in 1997, uh, December, 
Uh, 97, I was just fresh out of the Air Force, um, leaving my military base in Guam. And uh, there was a young lady uh, that was just uh, in town, and God was working miracles in her life. And we both ended up in the same um, opportunity after military called Soldiers of Scholars, where we were mentors uh, to inner-city youth. And so, um, on Ooh. never forget this day, on MLK Day, uh, fast forward to January, uh, we were both uh, mentoring the same age group, and there was a parade in downtown Orlando. And I hear this conversation, you know, behind me, and she's talking about um, her plans for Valentine's Day, I believe. <laughs> and um, I heard one lady talk about her husband who was overseas, and then she said, well, I don't have nobody. And all of a sudden, the world stopped. I found out. Awesome, that was, awesome. So the world absolutely stopped. I mean, the, the parade stopped, the kids stopped playing, <laughs> the birds stopped singing. I mean, everything just got silent. And I turned around and I was like, this is the last day you will ever say you have nobody. And so, uh, Dr. Michael, I love how she's giggling, <laughs> like giggling a- like a schoolgirl <laughs> right now. I know she's blushing. <laughs> it was it was a great day. It was funny because um, uh, Soldiers to Scholars was such a blessing to me, and it's a big part of my testimony of when God really turned my life around. And so, like, of course, at that time, he didn't know what I was coming out of. And um, it's actually in my book, the Cast Down But Not Destroyed book, about, like, how I got saved, and that helped me to escape a, um abusive relationship. And, you know, now I'm on the other side of that, having gone through some really difficult times, um, just getting to know Christ, but being crazy enough to believe his word that if he said he would provide for me, that he he would. And um, seeing his hand miraculously provide. So it was the beginning of a turning of tides for me because I had gone through really tough times just trying to break free from all the mistakes <sighs> that I can't even put on anybody else. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, we are the commanders of our of the ships of our own lives. And I had made bad choices from who I decided to be with to how I handled those situations. You know, I mean, of course, is there things that other people did wrong? Yes. But ultimately, I'm the one that chose the path. And so, um, having God rescue me out of that and then me stepping out in faith and believing God on a crazy level for a new life and then being chosen to be in the Soldiers to Scholars program, which was like a a blessing because it was a scholarship program for us, ex-military. I was Air Force Two um, coming out of the Air Force also. And um, having God um, turn that around and, you know, give us give me at that time, it was just me and then him on his own, not knowing each other, mm-hmm. uh, full ride scholarships, you know, um, partial rent paid. I mean, all this stuff, it was just such a new day for me. And I knew without a doubt, um, I was a very young believer, like brand new, didn't know the rules, wasn't raised in church, you know, uh, all that stuff. But I knew, I knew that Jesus loved me and I knew that his word said he would, he would care for me. And I was seeing it begin to play out. And so uh, I was trying to avoid men, to be very, very honest, because one thing I didn't know is that without Christ, my picker was very off. So I didn't mm, want to meet anybody. I mean, like, so didn't want to meet anybody, like, not at all, because, you know, 
anyway, so uh, when I met him, it was just like he said, uh, we had met about a month, maybe three weeks before that time when he decided that, you know, I wasn't going to be single anymore. Um, But we hadn't talked about whether I was single or not, because I had just met him as another guy in the program, another, you know, mentor in the program. And if the truth be told, I thought he was cute, but I didn't. That that's exactly why I would stay away from him. <laughs> <laughs> right. And can I just can I just interject? Thank you for your service. We are coming oh. up on Veterans Day. Yeah. Absolutely. And I just realized that. So on behalf of all the listeners, thank you for your service. And, you know, we can get to all the, the, the meaty stuff of where God has brought you through. And, and I know that the discipline from being in the Air Force has probably played a big role in your life. But I just want to say thank you. I just want to take that moment. And uh, Dr. Samantha, I actually... I'm going back and I'm featuring all of the, some of the older podcasts and I featured your podcast this week and you'll you'll be all the way on there till Friday. And when I was reading your bio, I wrote in and we want to honor this veteran. I thought, man, God, you are so good. You just coordinate even the podcast schedule to give honor (laughs) to the guest. And so thank you both, but go ahead, continue. I didn't want to interrupt there. Oh yeah, no, that was it. I mean, that's how we met. And um, we were literally married eight months later. Don't always recommend that, by the way, but we were married eight (laughs) months later. Total God thing. You know, so many different pieces of that story we could tell, but it would take up the whole podcast just telling you that. So that's uh, how we met. And the day was 8-8-98, which is new beginnings. The day we got married. married. Oh, that's good. That is really good. Eight eight ninety eight. So I always take notes when I'm listening because I just I know that new questions will come up. So I I know that everyone listening, you know, they want to know they see you, and I I'm hope that you all can go out and and get on the get on Instagram, find Dr. Samantha on Facebook, and see their ministry. And at the end of this, I want both of you to share how everyone can get in touch with you, how they can buy books, what projects you have coming up. So let's not forget that at the end. I definitely want to get the information out there. But they see you, and they're like, man, they look awesome. How did they know, you know, what was God's purpose? When did you realize what the call was and and what this marriage union was really all about? Wow, great question. Because many people don't recognize and understand that marriage is truly about purpose. It's about uh, two people coming together, two imperfect people coming together to do something they couldn't do by themselves together. And that's important to understand. And um, it was very early on for us. Uh, it happened um, really before we got married. Uh, we spent time in prayer, and uh, we were just asking God, you know, to work some things out for us. And in the midst of that, um, we discovered that this marriage, this union, was going to be more about him than it was about us. And we discovered that together we were going to do some things to really uh, impact lives, uh, help people get better, empower people, and not only give our children a life that we never had, but also help other people realize their goals, their dreams, and their God dream, their God purpose, and uh, how to live a good life. Yeah, so I I think that um, when it was really early on, and I think for me, I know that I knew that God was speaking because, as I had already shared, I was really afraid. Like, I wasn't trying to meet anyone. And it was, it was, it was out of fear. Like, it was out of just 
being in a new lifestyle in serving God, having literally just found out about like the rules as far as on dating and, you know, sex outside of marriage. I mean, I had never heard any of those things, you know, I mean, I lived by normal world rules, which, you know, you don't do anything wild and crazy. You know, if you do, you try to let it only be one time, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, don't, don't be that girl, you know, like I just knew the regular, regular societal rules in general, but I didn't know about living holy and why I didn't know. And I had just learned. So in just learning that I was also really guarded because I didn't want to make any mistakes. You know, I didn't want to displease God. He was doing so much in my life and I wanted to be faithful. Um, But I also knew that, you know, like, for instance, that I I did like him and, and, you know, or or find him attractive. So I was like, no, I, I need to be very, very careful. So when he really started, um, basically pursuing and coming like every, every place I was there, he was, you know, he was always there and, uh, it was clear that, <laughs> that he liked me and I, it was pretty clear that I liked him. So then I started getting really afraid and in my prayer time, cause I'm a brand new Christian at this point, um, just beginning to grow in my walk with Christ. And um, when I began to cry out to God about, you know, giving me his wisdom and giving me his strength, ordering my steps and just being so afraid of Mike at that time, just Mike, (laughs) being afraid of him, you know, (laughs) afraid of what I might do wrong, you know, all of those things. And God spoke to my heart. And I remember reading Ruth for the first time, because I'm telling you, I'm a brand new believer, like brand new. So reading my Bible and studying it for enrichment, this was all new to me. And as I was reading Ruth, um, and I got to the part about the kinsman redeemer, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, don't fear because he's your kinsman redeemer. And I remember Mm. just like, just being overwhelmed by the presence of God and realizing that I didn't have to be afraid and that this was God, that, that him coming into my life was God. And again, there's more details there, but, you know, for the sake of time. And um, at that point is when I had peace and I knew it was him. And then flash forward to a time he was talking about, like, I would say we got married in August. So this was probably about June prior to that. No, maybe even before that. It was probably like, I don't know, May or something. But during that time frame, you know, um, we're both praying and seeking God. And I remember us kneeling down together in prayer and joining hands and saying, Lord, we commit this relationship, we commit this marriage, we commit ourselves to you. And um, if you will enable us to come together, because we're facing some challenges, if you enable this, um, enable us to proceed, to go forward, we will serve you with our marriage and with our lives. Mm -hmm. And we committed it to him, you you know, months before I think it was months, but it was such a short courtship. But uh, we committed it at that moment. And and from that point on, we knew that it was. And then we saw miraculous stuff happen immediately. And we knew without a doubt that God was in it. And we knew without a doubt that it wasn't about us. Yeah. And from that day to this day, uh, it was like a rocket ship. He lit the ministry rocket underneath us. And the purpose of ministry was already in us. Uh, We didn't know it, but he uncovered it, and boy, did it take off. Uh, I mean, it it didn't take long. We were were launched like a rocket. 
Well, that kind of reminds me of just, as you were talking, Dr. Samantha, I was thinking back to when I met my husband at work, actually met him at Sprint. He had just left the police department because he just, he was young and he was early twenties when he, when he was a police officer and he was just burned out working the overnight shift and thank God, God led him to sprint. So he came into work in uh, my office building. We met there and I remember, and I've talked to a couple other, a few other couples and there was a moment where he said to me one day, let's fast and pray to make sure this is what God wants. And so I've heard other couples say that they, they, they got on their knees together. They fasted for a couple of days. They didn't talk for a couple of days. They got in their closet and that it just sounds like God was birthing purpose. Uh, he, he had the plan since before mm-hmm. you were in your mother's rooms, right? But it's just, the, the stories sound similar. So I am going to pause here and we're going to break this actually into two sections to the single and the dating would you both give a, a quick word of encouragement and hope and, and even healing for those who've been waiting for the one? What should they be looking out for? What should activities should they be involved in? What what would you advise them to do in this season? Okay, I'm going to take it first, and then I'm going to pass it to Dr. Mike because he's always so good. You know, he's a big brother to two um, powerful women of God, my sisters now by marriage. And, um, you know, he, he always has that kind of, now he's a dad to twins that are just seven, but he's got that, that big brother and daddy anointing on him. So I'll let him close it. This question, that'll be really good. But for what I would say is, um, first and foremost, to understand that, um, being led by emotions alone is usually going to take you to a bad place. Um, Being led by attractions alone is not wise either. And so um, I find even in all these years, almost 20 years of ministry and um, seeing so many successful marriages uh, come out of our ministry, uh, single women and men who found their, you know, purpose partner in life and got married. But so often the story didn't start with some like, you know, romantic, oh my gosh, he's so fine or she's so gorgeous and, you know, and I just can't help myself. Those are not the beginnings of the victory stories. We have couples that are serving, traveling the world together now that came together, you know, under us being there, they're covering. We have uh, people that are owning businesses and just doing ministries and all of these things. But when they came together, you know, it was usually kind of a God speaking and then them going him or her you know really you You know like uh Mm -hmm. uh, that you know I was praying for tall and fine and he's kind of short and regular you know like it was was those kind of testimonies but God you know but God so I would say and I know it sounds so churchy but you know and and I I want to get away from that because honestly it's not churchy it's practical my my greatest mm. advice to anybody, both men and women, when you are single and looking for that partner is to remember this is someone you're going to build a purpose and a life together. And what you're choosing mm. upon is character. Because a man or a woman with good character, when you all come together, you can ride it out. You can find you will find a way to to the place of success and blessing in your life because it is in you. You know, a lot of times we want them to already have it. Okay, well, depending on your age, that might be an appropriate gauge. But, you know, um, honestly, we built life together. 
he didn't have a fancy car, um, but he wasn't he wasn't a lazy guy that didn't work. You know, like I'm looking for character. And so that would be mm-hmm. my greatest um, my greatest uh, advice is to know what kind of character is required in order for a person to really be somebody you would want to do life with because it's supposed to be a lifelong decision. I knew I needed somebody that understood and respected faithfulness, that he had it within himself, not because he was so passionately in love with me, because there is not enough love in the world to keep a wandering man home. <laughs> there's not enough Amen. fun. There's not enough sex. There's not, you know, because I, I almost hate it sometimes when I hear people say, well, if you just sex them right, give them enough this, if you, if you, if you keep yourself fine enough, listen, if Holly Berry can get cheated on that many times, Come on, y'all. I mean, you know, the rest of us, I'll just go take a nap somewhere. I mean, come on. You know, if, if, <laughs> if Holly Berry's not fine enough, if Janet Jackson's not fine enough, if all these different people, they they have the whole, you know, sexy That's thing good. down, but they can't keep a man. So clearly it has nothing to do with the person being beautiful externally, although I do believe we should, you know, do our best to keep ourselves up, all those things. But that's just out of loving yourself, you know, um, whole nother discussion. But, um, <laughs> right. but I would say that it is a character, a man who, who has a faithful heart. You don't have to worry about that. A man who has a, um, a believe in a drive for life and for greater and greatness, that's got to be in him. You can't, you can't pray him there. You know, like you, you want to choose someone if you're single and you have that opportunity to still choose, you have to really like think about, does this person want what I want in life? Does this person have goals? You know, things like that, because fine, we'll get on your daggone nerves if he keeps sitting on the couch playing video games and you're trying to get somewhere, you know? So that's right. That's right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, that's so good. I love it. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I agree with everything she said. And I'll add this I believe that as a single person, the best thing you can do is become the best version of yourself. You know, um, I always think about what am I contributing to this? You know, am I going to be a weight or am I going to be someone that elevates? And so I wanted to be the best version of myself. I made so many different life um, changes, positive life changes when I met Samantha. It was like the light came on and I knew I had to become the man that I wanted, you know, that I saw myself being and be that person for her and also for our children, you know. And so I would say to all the singles, become the best version of yourself. Keep working, work on you, work in your field. You know, you'll find that person in the field that you're in. Uh, I don't believe you have to go searching for it. it. You know, your life path has already been spoken over. And so you're going to you're gonna bump into that person. You're going to find that person on the pathway of destiny and purpose. Oh, I love it. I, I love it. And, you know, we're going to move on to the second piece, which is the married and the divorced. And for those listening, you know, sometimes you do go through the bad choices. Dr. Samantha, I heard you say that. I had some bad choices. And I thank God that he finally, that he had a hold of my life and he had a grasp on my heart. And, you know, sometimes we we go through those bad choices and we end up by the grace of God, only by his grace, that we end up with the one that he's called us to be with or the one that, that is part of our 
purpose and fulfillment. So I love, I love that. I love the advice that you gave. And, and I'm praying that someone listening is saying, you know, I've been waiting a long time and I started to get discouraged, but I know that now I have hope to wait and to look for character and to work on myself in the meantime, the two sides of the spectrum. I love it. Our audience is full of married couples, full of divorcees, and some who are right on the brink of destruction, right on the brink of their marriage falling apart. And that was, you know, part part of the reason why I wanted to do this series was to bring healing. So I want you guys just to minister with the Holy Spirit, continue to flow through you and in whatever direction you want to take it. But Tell us a little bit about how to weather the storms, how to bring your bring your marriage back from the edge of destruction. Mm-hmm. And if you could yeah. touch on, you have a ministry, Platinum Marriage. Would you touch on that as well? Absolutely. And so let's just let's, let's, let's think about this. You know, there are two imperfect people that God is bringing together, and uh, whether you whether you came together under the best circumstances or not, that doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is you, you made a vow to each other as a married couple, and you said, I do, under terrible circumstances, great circumstances, in between circumstances. And the key thing is not only did you make a vow to each other, but you made a vow to your Heavenly Father. And so I always think about this in the midst of every situation. Not not only am I responsible to the person that I marry, I'm also responsible to um, other stakeholders like God, my children, my uh, external family members. So everything I do carry a consequence beyond um, just the moment, just the now. And so that that that's that's expanding your conscience to understand that you know what. There, there is more than I'm living for. It's not just about me. And I think if we get out of the selfish mode and really continue to understand that this is beyond just me, myself, and I, it's about, it's about we, it's about us, it's about God, it's about family. Ultimately, it's about legacy and generational blessings. Then we begin to act accordingly. And so with that being said, uh, I, I, I've seen marriages at the brink, and I've seen them come back. And I'll be honest, I've seen some marriages that mm. I say, you know what, that need to be um, undone because it's toxic. It's going to kill both of them. Mm. And so, but I pray for healing. And here's and here's the wisdom. Even even Jesus says that my father does not like divorce. Mm. However, if it's going to cost you your life, if if it's going to become toxic and it's going to, and, and if there's abuse there and there's uh, a situation where you know, your life is in jeopardy, then of course we have to put some space and time between that. Mm-hmm. But for those mm-hmm. of you who are married and and the only reason that you're you're having a struggle, the Bible says if there's pride, there's always going to be a fight. If there's ego, there's always going to be a fight. If it's selfishness, there's always going to be a fight. If the fight is to keep your pride and your ego intact, then you need to 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 take a time out and seek God's face and, and really yes, allow God right. to come and heal that marriage. So, when me and Master got into it, you know, our marriage has not, has, hasn't always been perfect. I had a lot of pride, a lot of ego. I can speak to that because I was a prideful person, <laughs> a very, very, very <laughs> prideful person. And um, and I was old school. I was, you know, arrogant, 
And I was like, where's my food? I better have food. I better smell the, the pot. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, I need to have, you know, I, I was I was a mess. And, uh, of course, my wife being a strong woman, she, she wasn't going to stand for that uh, for long anyway. And so, <laughs> but it came down to, it came down to me humbling myself, having to understand, you know what? It's not about me. It's about, it's about what I can contribute. And I really had to grow up and mature and understand uh, what it was to be a husband and a father and a caregiver and someone who, who's willing to lay their life down for someone else. And that's what marriage would do. It will cause you to understand it's about you laying your life down uh, for to make somebody else better. Mm-hmm. And so that's mm, that's my that's advice is to think in those terms. How am I making somebody else's life better? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, I'll say this, too, and it's almost like a... a um, well, it is. It's restating what I said also to the singles. If you live your life based on feelings, um, you are always going to have ups and downs. And I think for us as women, I mean, we're emotional beings. God made us that way because men were created for, you know, really for for um, uh, responsibility and for work. And women were created for relationships. You know, um, if you think about it, when we were created, we go back to what we were created to do. You know, he looked at man and he said, it's not good for man to be alone. So I will make him a woman. So we were created for relationship. We were created um, for partnership. We were not created uh, to, you know, for in the, we don't have that same makeup. And that's okay. That's a good thing. It's not better than or less than. It is created for specific purpose. So when I think about that, that's why we're emotionally based. That's why we are always in tune with how people are feeling and, you know, and, and whether our man is okay or not, if he's not okay, we don't feel okay, you know? And I will say that in that emotion though, when we are not mature, when we don't allow the Holy Spirit and the principles of God to begin to cause us to grow up, even beyond how we were raised, Um, I didn't have a godly example in my home. My father passed away when I was nine months old, and I had never seen a marriage. I didn't know what a marriage beyond what television and society would tell me. Um, And then once I got saved, what church was telling me, and sometimes that's not right, to be very honest. That's why you need to know the Word for yourself. You need to understand principles of God um, in proper context for yourself. Um, you know, and, and, and we both have that. We both needed to learn from the Holy Spirit how to be a good spouse. And so for me, there are, there have been seasons and there have been times where emotionally I was not feeling it because of, you know, whatever uh, personality mixes we have, you know, and those same issues. And when you're being driven by emotion, emotion, ladies, can take us someplace. And even for those emotional men, because some men are very emotional, my husband happens to not be. But it's almost like to the opposite end, you know, where like, does anything ever bother you? (laughs) You know, like, does anything ever inspire you? raise your voice even just a little bit, you know? (laughs) So, but the other side of that is that the enemy can use that to make people feel like you don't care when that's not actually Mm. the the case. So for me, being a very high strung person and Dr. Michael being a super low key, very even keeled person, yes, it balances each other, but out of balance, it can, it can, the enemy can try to use that to against each other. And so for me, 
it was having to realize that my commitment to be a loving wife, a good wife, a supportive mm. wife, um, the best wife that, that, that I could be has nothing to do with whether he deserved it, whether I felt it, but it was truly what God had called me to do, that it was wow. a part of one of the biggest parts of my calling, because I can't deny that he put us together. And with that, that's why that, that, you know, understanding that us being together is from God, that's what's kept me. I can't even, I can't, I know that he lives his life by principle too, but I'm just speaking to what I've had to do and what at times to override emotions, principle kept me. Principle made me realize that it doesn't matter if I feel like he's not fulfilling every emotional need that I have or whatever the case may be over 20 years, (laughs) you know, it was Mm -hmm. knowing that my commitment, that I have to be a great wife to him, whether he deserves it or not. And I'm not talking about abuse because he's never abused me. I'm not talking about um, infidelities because he's never cheated on me. It's not those situations. Um, But even, you know, I'm not talking about abuse though, but even in situations where maybe there's question marks, who I am as a wife is a reflection of who I am, period. It's a reflection of my relationship with God and my commitment to love him and honor him and be with him in a positive way. It can't be surface level. I had to allow myself. And there were times I cried out and said, God, make my cause me to feel for him the way you would want me to. Let me see mm. him through the eyes that you would have me to see him through. Because right now he's making me mad because of A, B, C, D, E, F, G. But that's your son. <laughs> he's laughing. That's, that's your son. You deal with him because I'm not his Holy Spirit. You deal with him and help me to see him and feel for him and fill my heart with love for him so that I don't have to fake it. You know? And oh, he, and he honored so he honored it every time. And it wasn't because Michael came with roses and begging my forgiveness. I don't know if he's ever actually done that. Actually, <laughs> he's come with roses and he might've asked for forgiveness a few times, but I don't think he's ever done them together. So it was together. <laughs> it was never that it was all of a sudden my heart changed, you know, and what was getting wow. on my nerves doesn't bother. I gave the Holy Spirit room to change me, even when in my mind I knew it was all his fault. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is so so good. (laughs) There is hope. And so you are now how many years? Because I'm not good at at doing the math. So how many years has this marriage been flourishing? How many years? We're 19 years old and we'll be 20. (laughs) Right. 18. That's right. It is around the corner. So we have a scripture that's the, going to be the foundational scripture for this series, and it's from First uh, Corinthians chapter 13. I'll read it as we close out, verse 4. And I'm going to read the Amplified Version because last time I actually recorded with another couple, and um, I didn't share this with you, Dr. Samantha. I had a, a couple who the, the wife went through breast cancer. Then she was a second, the two-time survivor because it went to her colon. They had to cut part of her colon off. She had to wear a bag. And so their story about, you know, talk about the outer appearance when her hair fell out. When her, you know, she had to get surgeries and now she has a bag to, to live with, you know, their story is just amazing. But at the end of that interview, I read 
from First Corinthians. So I'm going to read this. We're going to talk about platinum marriage before we close out, and then I'll have uh, Dr. Samantha, if you would close us out in prayer, that would be awesome. So First Corinthians 13, chapter, chapter 13, excuse me, verse 4. Love endures long and is patient and kind. Love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy. It is not boastful or vainglorious. It does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited. It is not rude and does not act unbecomingly. Love does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it is not self-seeking. It is not touchy. You know, this is why I love the Amplified Version. (laughs) It is not touchy or fretful. Oh, that is so good. And Dr. Samantha, as you were talking about prayer, you know, covering our husbands in prayer when we feel like an injustice or we feel like, you know, they're not emotional or too emotional, whatever, we're not fretting because we're giving it to the Lord. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of evil done to it. Ouch. That's an ouch for everyone listening, single or married. It does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. It it is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances, and it endures everything. Love never fails. Wow. Wow. I love I love the amplified version. So would you please, as we close this, I don't even want to stop talking to you guys. I feel like I wish my husband was right here so we could be taking notes. And can you do a class for all of us, please? We'll have to have you back on again. Um, would you talk to us about platinum marriage before we close? Well, you just spoke to it. it it's everything that First uh, Corinthians 13 incorporates, you know, just the, the, the heart of the individual that's in the marriage. It's working on that heart. It's working on the mindset. And it's also working on, you know, forgiveness and being a, a whole person. And a platinum marriage is someone who have achieved uh, uh, some some level of mastery in, in those, those areas, you know, where you understand that it's not about um, counting everything that's wrong with the other person, hoping at all times, believing the best, you know, not being selfish, not 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 wanting the, the worst, but believing God for the best outcome for every situation. And you know what? Love never fails. And so in a platinum marriage, we don't believe in divorce. We don't believe in failure. We believe in trusting and hoping in God and loving above all things. And, and, and it's not just regular love. It's that God kind of love that that has no condition to it. I love you just because mm. you're, you're here, you know? Yeah. And so platinum marriage coaching uh, is something that Dr. Michael and I uh, offer and that we are, we really love to do. Um, and it is coaching. It's different than counseling. You know, if you think about what a coach does versus a counselor, a coach gives you the game plans and gives you the training regimens and, you know, um, uh, helps you to get on track and become, and get in shape um, to be very good at your sport and the sport that we coach is marriage. And so um, that's platinum marriage and that's what we do. And we have specific um, tracks for uh, pre-marriage, during marriage, uh, during marriage, just wanting to grow and during marriage when it comes to marriages that are in crisis and then even post-marriage. 
uh, which a lot of uh, mm. marriage coaches don't address. But uh, and I know we didn't have time to get fully into that. But, you know, Dr. Michael and I both when we met, even though we were very young, we had both been divorced. Yeah. And so mm. and we had both been through a lot of relationship drama. So we needed healing. And we needed to make sure that we were good at being single before God um, in order for Mm. us to be good spouses. And so anyway, with all of that being said, that is what Platinum Marriage is all about. And uh, that's it's just one of the ways that we love ministering to people. Because the backbone of our nation, the backbone of the church is really um, our marriages, our families. And so, you know... Your ministry, your business, your life will, if you're married, will always be as strong as your marriage. And so um, it's important that 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 core be strong because, and it's almost like when it's not, then a lot of what you're doing is built on quicksand. That's right. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. we don't want people Mm -hmm. to lose the lives that they've worked so hard to build by letting their foundation get messed up. So That is so good. That is so good. So tell us. And tell all the listeners where they can find you on social media. Do you have any books coming up, any uh, speaking engagements? And where can we find Cast Down But Not Destroyed? Sign up for Platinum Marriages. Tell us everything. Give us Uh, everything. (laughs) Yes, yes. So um, you can find uh, us. um, Well, my website is drsamantha.info. We're actually revamping the Kingdom Life website right now, and it'll be um, that and platinummarriage.com. Is that correct, Dr. Mike? So those are under construction right now, platinummarriage.com and kingdomlife.tv. So you can go to drsamantha.info. Both of my books are there. The Cast Down But Not Destroyed, I highly recommend for everybody and it, that's going through um, starting over again in life or needing to, um, you know, take a fresh perspective on where they've been and overcome some challenges to get where they're going. So that, that it's all principles mm. in there, story and principles. So um, I highly recommend it. Um, you can look me up on Facebook, uh, Samantha M. for Mary. Phillips, Samantha M. Phillips, or Dr. Samantha Phillips. I broadcast live from the Samantha M. Phillips page every Thursday night, um, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific time, um, and that is called Rise, Slay, and Conquer. That's every Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Thank you for all of the resources. You know, we want to support our guests. And so I urge all the ladies and gentlemen that are listening to today to please go out and check out the books and visit. You have to get on the Thursday night. When I can tune in on Thursday, Dr. Samantha, I'm trying to give you all the hearts I can because it is a fire word. It's fire. I love it. And so I will post all of this on the podcast page for all of our listeners Dr. Michael, Dr. Samantha, thank you both for taking out time tonight. I know it's a little earlier on the uh, West Coast, but we are truly honored to have you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Well, Dr. Samantha, would you close us out in prayer, and then I'll just say a few words to the listeners to say goodbyes. But this has been so rich, and I know everyone is going to replay this and take the notes. 
Would you close us out? Yes, I will. Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, first and foremost, Lord, I just thank you. I thank you for each and every one who is attending this podcast right now. I thank you for their lives. I thank you for the relationships. I thank you for uh, those who are single. And I just believe you right now, Lord God, to touch them, Lord, to just draw them closer to you, heal what needs to be healed, mend what needs to be mended, and truly, Father, allow them to be so connected to you and to their purpose in you, that they will be whole. And as they walk whole before you, Lord, I thank you that for those that you've called to walk next to someone in life, to have that partner in life, Father, I just believe you, Lord, that you would give them discernment, that you would lead them to the right place at the right time. And Father, I just thank you even for the married couples, those that are happy, those that are not happy, those that are going through tough times. Father, I just believe you right now, Lord, even as your word declared, what you have put together, let no man take apart. And so, Father, I thank you right now. I thank you for unity. I thank you, Lord, that even, you know, um, attacks and, 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 and the voices of the enemy that have declared divorce and separation and all of these negative things, we just silence those voices right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father, as I speak unity, I speak uh, humility, I speak the power yes, of God. love and the power of knowing, Lord, that your hand is upon them. Father, I call the best in every single wife that is on this podcast right now to rise up and to begin to walk and live in your daughters. And I command the best husband for these men that are on that may be listening. I thank you right now, Lord God, that we call forth the best husband, the best man of God, uh, forth in them to live and walk forward into destiny. Father, may forgiveness flow, may love cure. And I thank you now, Father, that as you shift hearts and minds, that you bring people together, and that they would be able to walk in wholeness and in happiness and in the peace that surpasses all understanding in their relationships and in all they do in you. Lord, we give you glory. We love you and we praise you. We thank you, Lord, in advance for the many victories and the many testimonies. Father, we pray for Candy, and we pray for this podcast. We pray for the purpose that you've placed upon her. We thank you, Lord, that you will continue to breathe new life, that you would continue to cause the rivers of living water to flow from her to every listener, to every person that she is called to touch. We thank you for it, oh God. We thank you for favor and blessings and provisions in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. I'm going to have both of you stay on the line with me for just a few more seconds, but to all of our listeners, to the ladies and the gentlemen who joined us, thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. It means so much to us when we have your support and your listenership. Go out to goodmorningladies.org to hear a past podcast. You can hear Dr. Samantha talking about overcoming fear, and she was my guest, and that was such a powerful time. So go out and listen to the previous podcast and we just thank you all for your support and for listening until next time everyone bye-bye